don't let biased algorithms or degree screens or exclusive professional networks or stereotypes, don't let anything keep you from discovering the half of the workforce who are stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time to tear the paper ceiling and see the stars beyond it. Find out how you can make stars part of your talent strategy at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Beautiful people, beautiful people. How's it going, folks? Danny Boy Reginald here on this quiet, very quiet start of the Monday. We're back with you for the seventh inning here on the Sports Sanity Podcast, right here on the Sports Sanity Network. As I said, my name is Danny Boy Reginald, joined by the Corpus Crispy himself, Mr. Bill Murphy. Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, I know the the parents are out of town, but I I want to send my love to your dad for the past Father's Day. So please. Thank you. I'll give it to him. Please continue to send my love to him every day because every day should be a Father's Day or a Mother's Day. Same the love to your father as well. Yeah. So, and uh, and, but obviously, you know, for those that celebrated Father's Day on Sunday, uh, the 18th, please send my love over to all the fathers out there and all the male figures out there. Remember, I know there's a lot of people out there that like to celebrate single parents on these type of days and everything. Just a little bit of a reminder out there, and this is not a political statement or anything. Always celebrate the men out there that, you know, become fatherly figures. Yes. Whether or not they're, father, they're actual fathers, whether they're not, uh, they accept people into their lives you know, and they help raise certain people. So please, um, a little reminder for those that, you know, have single parents out there that, you know, even though you may not have a dad or you may not have a mom, always look to the people in your life, whether it's someone who's a big figure, mother figure, someone who's a father. Yeah, stepmother. Exactly, Godfather, foster father, uncle, people. grandfather. Like, people. listen, it doesn't Those need people. to be biological blood either. It's you and know, friend. You know, it's always you know. Oh, you know, it's also father figures too, and also even if you're a father of non-human children of dogs and cats, you're still important. 
you are still important because they because they take a lot because they require a lot of work as well. So taking care of dogs is a is a job. My brother takes care of two of them, so it's yeah. But so, but bullies were just a bit of a reminder on these type of days because I know some people some people kind may, of hard may be absent because of you know single parent and household. Just a reminder that there are figures out there that help you and there's no denying it um and you just celebrate them too because absolutely they deserve it they they help with they're very instrumental as well with uh with your upbringing so please please remember to celebrate them as well because they, they absolutely a huge round of applause out there yeah um, but father's day we send it all love to the dads out there stepdads uncles grandfathers Great grandfathers, those that are in our lives, absolutely that deserve all the love, and most of them Father's Day nourish our love of sports as well. Hell yeah! And it would, look, Father's Day was not very kind to the Yankees. Uh, uh, we got to start with that, don't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, look if you're if you were raised Yankee fans, and I was fans. too, I had no, I had no choice in the matter. Yeah. Like, well, well, that's not yeah. See, you had no choice. I could, I could have jumped the ship to the men in orange and blue playing fifteen minutes away from where I lived. The problem was, a lot of the people in my family were Yankee fans, so it's like, well, I mean, either I get with the program or I, you know, I don't, and I decided to get with the program and. Literally, it's torture trying to watch this baseball team right now. Oh, my God. Like, how do you get swept? And look, I I, I get it. No Aaron Judge. That's like the biggest excuse that they're going to make. Well, we don't have Aaron Judge. Well, our pitching's not quite there. We're still missing our big-time starter, Carlos Rodon. They're going to make all of these excuses and they're gonna walk with it to the offseason bill this team is trash yes and we're gonna focus mainly on this the red sox series if um we are gonna be doing a bomber's banter either this week or next week and we'll get more into uh, the month but this team is absolutely just boring to watch well it's boring it's annoying Veteran players aren't coming through in big-time spots. You have a bunch of nobodies that perform better. And no disrespect to the McKinney's and the Calhouns and the Bowers of the world that are in our lineup that continue to play halfway decent baseball. These aren't the people that should be coming through. Rizzo needs to be coming through. Stanton needs to be coming through. Donaldson needs to be coming through. All three of them have been awful. DJ LeMayu, eh. Look, people people give him a lot of crap. He's actually not having the worst season. He's just up and down, very inconsistent. So he needs to step up as well and be more consistent. And that's not what we're seeing out of this Yankee team right now. We're really not. Why is the same thing? 
pitching wise in general it's the same thing you know the starters are giving us lackluster starts bullpen does not hold the fort Aaron Boone once again mismanaging this pitching staff it everything about this ball club really annoys me it really does like I could I'll be honest I could barely watch this week yeah I just was so it was just like I remember um I was watching Friday night a little bit but when this game became just a blowout, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. This yeah, is- no, I didn't watch Friday. I was out with friends, and you know what? I'm glad that I ignored everything once it was like seven nothing or whatever the heck. On the grand slam, I'm like, yes, yeah, do this. exactly. Um, see, see I, I, again, I didn't watch Friday, but like I left it on, but I was doing like other things, so I wasn't really paying attention. You turned on for background noise. See, th- see, that's that's when you know it's bad. Where it's like, God, the anchor's just background noise. I don't give a damn right now about them. That's becoming a problem. Like the Yankees should not be this unwatchable. Like yesterday, you know, because it was a nice day and I decided to, you know, I was watching the game and I decided mm, it's a nice day. Let me go for a walk. And so I go out and I'm like, OK, it's two nothing when the Yankees were leading us. They can't screw this up. Right. They can't screw this up. And then I'm like, huh, let me check the phone on my score. I'm like, six, two. Are you kidding me? What happened? I'm looking through what happened. I'm like. And and then I'm like thinking, oh, my God. God can and then because don't forget yesterday was a double header and I'm like thinking okay okay they can't screw this up that bad and they and they they do they, they they did didn't they of course they did of course they did this you are losing to teams you know I'm focusing mainly on the Red Sox except we'll get to the other stuff on Bombers banter um but you are losing to teams that you should be able to beat. You should be able to beat Boston. You should be able to beat the Mets. You should be able to beat the White Sox. You're losing to teams that you should be able to beat with your eyes closed. Yeah, but you know what, Bill? Like, even, even those type of teams, they're losing badly and easily. The Red Sox are making it look so, so easy playing so, so simple baseball and really just taking these Yankee pitchers to town. They were playing better than their record was this weekend. They really were. And that's a a problem. That is a massive, massive problem for the Yankees. And where if they're going to be playing like this, this mediocre baseball for the moving forward, like that's, it's not good. Like these are teams that you should beat. These are, and I, and I get it. Injuries, injuries, injuries. But you know, and again, I, I don't mean to, um, you know, continue to hound on it. But if you know that this injury, and and we all know that this injury prone lineup was built by Cashman, and obviously Boone just, you know being the puppet that he is, just allowing it to happen and not complaining whatsoever. And, and that, that just kind of shows you what kind of manager he is. You know, look, it, it, you're, you keep throwing people out there. You have no reinforcements. And this is what you get. 
This is what you get. This is just this this whole weekend was just absolutely disgusting. Like like last night I was watching a little bit of it, but I'm like thinking, you know, why am I even bother watching this game right now? This this the series is over. Red Sox have taken two out of three. Why am I even going to watch it? This is just, it's a fight between two mediocre teams. But the way the Yankees have been playing, they're making the Red Sox look like world champions right now. And this was just a horrible series. It was sloppy. Four games in a row. And, like, we got Seattle coming to town. I'm like, dude, please, if there is a base, if the baseball gods exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no. like it, it, it actually will exist. Uh, please mm-hmm. just let us at least take two out of three. Yeah, no. Seattle, I, don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. This if we because I'm thinking oh, we should have beaten Chicago. They took two out of three from us. We should have taken Boston. Oh, let's see. Take two out of three from us the first time and then we get swept. I don't trust it, Bill. I, I don't. I, I am losing faith in this team right now. Yeah. Literally. I am really losing faith in this um, team. By the minutes, basically. And and it's a, it's it's awful. And um, I was at the um, and this past Saturday I was at the Met game and it was a disastrous team. And they're a disastrous team too. And you know, my friends are joking. Goes, oh, are you becoming so frustrated with the Yankees? Are you considering becoming a Met fan? And I'm like, and I'm like, no. What, what's their roof for the Mets? They're worse. They can't like, beat the Cardinals. Both the Cardinals New York are worse than the Red Sox. <laughs> both New York teams suck right now. Can we just oh, admit that? Yeah, Can we just? Uh, both New York baseball teams are god awful. Like, but you know. I have a side question here. Uh, Since we just had the Subway Series, which team is more pitiful, ju- is more embarrassing, the Yankees without Judge or the Mets without Alonzo? Ooh. Um, I'd say, given the scenario, it's actually a good question. Given the scenario, I would say that the Mets are more pitiful without Alonzo. Because the Yankees could, if the if the Yankee veteran players can get with the program, if they could really start to get it together, that's a pretty good team if they get it together. But the Mets without Alonzo, I mean, there's no contributions whatsoever. Like, those players are just absolute trash. Like, when I went the other day, though, you know, Nimmo homered on the first pitch. Yeah, Nim- Nimmo's good, but we love Brandon Nimmo. And you want to, and Kahana later homered. Mm-hmm. And funny thing about this was actually the second Met game I went to this year. And funny story here, folks. I was actually telling this to my brother. The two Yankee games I went to this year, Judge homered in both of them. In the two Met games I went to this year, Nimmo homered in both of them. And and um and my and my brother said, "Well, New York outfielders must love you," uh-huh. because like I said, when the Yankees it's Judge, Mets it's Nimmo. 
But um, but yeah, um, you know, I could see what you're saying with the Yankees. You know, Mets, they got Nimmo stepping up. They got Kahana. They got Lindor. But I could see what you're saying. If Giancarlo and them really step up. Well, yeah, because I just think that the Yankees have better players on their team right now. Despite the fact that they're losing a lot, the Yankees have the better roster. If you take away Aaron Judge and you compare, obviously, um, if you take away Alonzo with the Mets, take away Judge with the Yankees, and you compare the two lineups together, the Yankees are vastly superior. But, you know, that's the thing. The Yankees have to play like it, and they don't. The Mets, you know, they, they have all the excuses in the world. Alonzo's their best hitter right now, like you said. You have the likes of Mark Canna coming involved and, you know, Brandon Nimmo doing his thing. And then, of course, the young studs, Alvarez and Beatty. You know, they're they're doing the best they can, but ultimately they, they, they're too young to, you know, be the guys. Mets just don't have any big time players. Yankees do, and that's that's the frustrating part. Because the because like I said, Giancarlo, you know, he's here and there, but he's and, yeah. and this team is just this is just yeah, a mess. It, 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 just awful, just absolutely awful. And like I said, you want to hear a further dice. I'm sorry, what were we gonna say, Reg? No, go ahead. Finish up. If you want to hear a further dissection, check out Bombers Banter and Oh, this is going to be a very angering episode of it, isn't it? Uh, not a good June since the Dodgers series. It has not been a good June. I don't think they've won a series since the Dodgers series. Yeah, that, that's the part that stinks about it, right? <laughs> Again, you should be able to – you are losing the teams you should be able to beat with your eyes closed. Yeah, that that that's the part that's incredibly frustrating. Like, Friday night it was Herman. No Saturday, obviously. Then Sunday, you had Severino, who was awful. Uh, that was, I believe, game two. And then, of course, game one, um, you had Clark Schmidt start. He wasn't terrible, but Michael King was the one that gave up those uh, those go ahead those go ahead go ahead runs that screwed the Yankees over big time. Yeah. And, I'm actually oh. considering dropping Severino from my fantasy team right now. Luis Severino, he's terrible. I think it's. I and, think I should do it and drop. And, and I'm not gonna say this until we do bombers banter. Um, but I've been wrestling for the past three starts now. Whether it's time to cut ties, we'll get to that in bombers banter, though. Yeah, either this week or next week. Listen, we promise you'll like it. We promise it's good. Yeah, we we we're gonna go off on the Yankees even more, probably more angry than what we're seeing like right now. Yeah, um, we're, we got to be a little more calm here because we actually do have other stuff we need to talk about tonight. So yeah, so uh, be patient. We will get you more Yankee coverage. <laughs> And and my continuing war with ChatGBT. Exactly that. that. Yeah, yeah. Wait for the next Bobber's banter for that. That that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get into too much detail now, but let's just say ChatGBT put out a Yankee list, and uh, we got some things we need to say about it. 
But that's going to be a bobber's banter. We promise you'll like it. We promise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I just want to say before we move on, I think this, that is going to be like our most angry episode ever. Um, I, I hope it better not be. I mean, right now, Yankees are probably peaking at the losses. So, at least in this stretch. Um, so let's hope that that's not the case. We we don't we don't want the we we don't want bad blood all over. Yeah. Okay. So uh, speaking of baseball, there was another rivalry that took place this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know, before we get to the big controversy, which in other words is just stuff that people who have nothing better to do. Okay, the Dodgers and the Giants, Friday night, the Giants beat the Dodgers 15 to nothing, which was actually the Dodgers' biggest home loss since 1898. (laughs) So something that hasn't happened in over 100 years. Can you believe that? And on the other side, the country too. So it's God bless the great city of Los Angeles. And God, oh, God. Bless the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, now, of course, uh, didn't, I mean, I, I'm sure it didn't really affect the Dodgers much because you know, <clears throat> um, still at the they're still right behind the Giants. You know that they really haven't moved much. You know. Giants are still second. Dodgers still third. It's a very close, very tight race. Dodgers are first in that league, right? In that division, right? So the West is led by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, Diamondbacks. Whoops. Padres are are behind the the Dodgers in fourth. we're, We're living in a world right now, Bill, where the Giants are three and a half games back of the Arizona Diamondbacks for first place. In the West, can you believe that we're in June and the Diamondbacks, the surprise Diamondbacks, lead the West? Wow, I cannot believe this is happening right now. In the words of Bill Murray from Ghostbusters, "Acts of dogs living together, mass hysteria." <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so Dodgers and. That reminds me of a question I'll ask in a little bit, but okay. We're a little late to the party on this one, but this uh, just but yeah, the 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 um yeah, the 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 Giants beat up the Dodgers this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think they swept them, right? Yeah, just uh yeah, seven five Friday, fifteen nothing Saturday. And then they oh, it was won. Saturday the fifteen nothing, even though it was Friday. My my bad. Yeah, then Sunday it was seven to three. Um, so the the uh, the Giants right now are just absolutely owning the Dodgers. Dodgers also a bit of a disarray, um, but again, didn't really move much because the Dodgers you know, are just they're, they're not that far back. Probably about half game from the Giants for second place in that Western Division, and I'm certain they're still in the wild card because that National League is very tight. Um, but yeah, the. Yeah, the Dodgers right now also will iffy, wonky, kind of weird. Yeah, um, a weird. yeah, but uh, Pride Night celebrations in in LA. Yeah, 
So, okay, for those, this story has been going on for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the story. I'm glad that you brought it up again, though. And we didn't, I didn't know whether we should cover it or not, because it does include some kind of touchy subjects, so, but. This isn't a touchy subject, but go um, on. Yeah, but, okay, here's the thing. Okay, for those who haven't been paying attention, here's what happened. The Dodgers hosted their Pride Night. And about a couple weeks or a month ago, they announced that they were going to be at that they were going to be honoring the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, mm. which were a drag troupe. You know, they dress up as nuns, and they've done a lot of charitable works. They've fed people. They've they've helped comfort dying AIDS patients in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, the, the, this is a very active group. Within the uh, lesbian, gay, transgender circles and all that stuff, yeah. And the Los Angeles Dodgers said that they were going to be honoring them on Pride Night yeah. for their community works and everything. And and conservative Christian organizations. Um, and I just want to say before we continue. Um, we have nothing against religious people. Um, I myself am a practicing Roman Catholic, and same here. <laughs> we're both practicing Catholics, mm-hmm. and you know we don't we don't mock on religious people. But I'm just I'm just going to continue the story, and I'll just say this was ridiculous. Um, so conservative Christian groups were in an uproar about this. And the Dodgers were like, okay, fine, we'll disinvite the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And then the LGBTQ community got a wind of it, and they got upset with the Dodgers. And and then the Dodgers were like, okay, we'll re-invite them. So they re-invited them, and a bunch of, and you know, a bunch of conservative Christian, conservative Catholic organizations said, fine, we're going to boycott. <laughs> and, and then they were, and then, so, but Pride Night went off without a hitch. Uh-huh. The team was honored. And then, you know, some people say, the stands were empty. The stands were empty. Our boycott worked. See, BC Bill, here, here's the thing. You know, people say that, and I know it's not true because Dodger Stadium, when has Dodger Stadium, even when the Dodgers suck, when has Dodger Stadium ever been empty? I don't know. When has Never. it? Never. Because they were pulling out 49,000 tickets were sold, mm-hmm. and Dodger Stadium holds 56,000 people. Yeah, the, um, the Dodgers never have an issue with attendance. I've never, especially since they moved to LA, never have had an issue with attendance ever. But that was tickets sold. Yeah. You don't but, know how many showed up, though, to be fair. Was a, I mean, I'm kind of looking at it right now. It's not nothing crazy. Like, you know. Like, but they were saying, like, I don't know, some were saying that they. That the, that people were maybe just coming in when the ceremony was going on. That people were just coming in. Well, yeah, I mean, and I don't know exactly. Politifact, because 
they're usually very useful. It was, it was right here. Some people shared images of the mostly empty stadium during the award ceremony and falsely conflated that with poor attendance during the game. There were about 49,000 tickets sold for the game, slightly higher than this year's average home Dodgers crowd. The stadium's total capacity is 56,000 people. Yeah. And I'm sure the Dodgers drew fine crowd. And And that the the Pride Night thing was just uh, all the protesting, all that stuff was just a bunch of dumb, dumb BS. And this whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and like, listen, and I, I'm not saying their their decision to honor them. I don't think that was ridiculous at all. If they think, you know, apparently these this organization has done great work for the community and they've done good things. So why not? They deserve to be honored. If they do good works, uh-huh. they should be honored. Absolutely. Why is it so hard for people? Just to say, we don't like these groups because they're gay or they're lesbians or they're transgender. Like, why is it so hard for your people to just say, hey, look, I don't like this group because they are LGBTQ+. Why is it so hard for people just to say that? Just say it. Just say, look, you are you have a right to your beliefs. I don't care whether you like gay people or not. Who the fuck gives a shit? But you can't hide anymore and just flat out make up these excuses. Well, we don't like this group because they they um, they mock our religion. No, they don't. Like, and I get it, the costumes and whatever. Who cares? These are people. And who cares? <laughs> like we, we they, they make a big fuss over this bunch of garbage. Meanwhile, you don't see you know gay activists making big fuss. Well, they, they do, but like you know, when people when certain organizations out there get honored that you know don't face as much backlash as the those like the the sisters out there on Friday, you know, like that to me is what frustrates me. And the thing is, it's like you know, you know, listen, you know, because the gay community they were frustrated and rightfully so. Yeah, because they're like, hey, we're gonna honor the these people should be honored. They've done great work. Yeah. You know, they've been representing our community and they should be honored. And rightfully so, they were angry. And like, listen, if you are a religious person and you personally believe uh-huh. that being gay is wrong yeah. and you know what you do and if you find this offensive, don't make a big stink out of it. You know what you do? You know what you do, Rich? It's very simple. Ignore. Don't go. Just ignore it. You know how many times Just I've ignored crap go. that I didn't believe in? I didn't believe in a lot of crap that, you know, people would obviously promote and stuff. Did I go out there and uh, make a big fuss over it on TV and radio? And do I start these big time protests trying to shut down a company? No, just don't don't engage in it. 
Like, you know what? If you are someone who who is who didn't want to go Friday night because of this, you know what you do? You pick up the phone, you call your buddy and say, Hey, listen, I'm not using my Dodger tickets for tonight. You want them? Yeah, that's it. Or put them on mm-hmm. Ticketmaster or no, put exactly. them on StubHub, put them on TikTok, exactly. put them on don't have to. You don't have to engage with the evil gay people anymore. And he means that sarcastically, by the way. <laughs> don't you? You don't have to deal with the 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 weirdo transgenders. This is also very sarcastic. Because I do not I I love everybody. I'm being serious. Um but they made a big stink out of nothing. And you know who was also in the opposition for this? Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, see, listen, Clayton's entitled to his own beliefs. Yeah, of course. And that's, again, that's fine. But, dude, just just deal with it. Like, who the fuck cares? First of all, for the people that obviously have these religious beliefs and stuff, I want people to understand. I thought the words were all are welcome. Exactly. Um, like, yeah, look, and, 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 you know, we sing the song, all are welcome in this place, place. (laughs) you know, like, and this is how you know that I'm very, very practicing Catholic where, you know, I'm just doing a bunch of hymns and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, look, the, 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 that's being inclusive to the people. And so I don't know. I'm not going to go on a whole religious thing because I. But I'm just going to say this. Um, but you know, Clayton Kershaw was upset about it, and to be fair, he said, "Listen, I'm not upset that we're having Pride Night, whatever." But you know, he said, "But this is a mockery of religious groups." And but, but is it a mock? But even if they do mock it, who cares? Gay people get mocked all the time. Trans exactly. people get mocked all the time. What? what? And, what, is, what does that mean? And like, and you know, like they are having like a Christian faith and family night later on in the year, and I'm sure that's not getting any backlash whatsoever. We should, we should absolutely protest the Christian. You know, like here's the thing, this is coming from both, both of us Christian, both Roman Catholics. Mm-hmm. What, what if there are people there who would say, you know, I don't think we should be having religious theme nights. Mm-hmm. Because not all of your fan base is Christian. Right. Um, and like, listen, I would be wrong too. And and listen, I would even say to those people what I just said about the Pride Night, I would say if that offends you, then don't go. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying you know, like, that your beliefs yeah. are inferior, but you know, there might be some people who say, okay, I'm not a Christian, I'm Jewish, I'm Muslim, I'm Hindu, I'm Buddhist, I'm an atheist, I'm an agnostic. Yeah, just tune all the religious stuff out and just go watch the game. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, it's like these people who were against this group, it's like they think they can have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, exactly. People really need to stop being so angry at everything. Like, and- who cares? Half the time, no one cares. And, and what I have to say to these people who were protesting this, who use religion to block this, maybe you should actually read the Bible instead yeah. of beating people over the head with it. Yeah, and let's be real. 
we have freedom in this country. Absolutely. Whether, you know, to believe in something, to not believe in something, to participate in an event, to not participate in an event, to to promote, no, not, not to promote, I'm sorry, I, I want to, I'm trying to fix the word, to in, do business with other people, to not do business with other people, to roam the streets, to not roam the streets. Like, we have freedoms in this country. You have a choice in this country. Make your choices and live with the consequences. But understand that if you choose to be hateful to people, don't be surprised if there's backlash. Absolutely. If you choose to love people, people will love you back. And and absolutely, and I just want to say I give credit to the Dodgers. I think they did the right thing. Yeah, but you know, I feel sorry for them in a way because yeah, I, I do they, because they, they don't they don't mean any harm. And and it's like because at first when they say okay, we're inviting this group, the conservative Christian community, we think this is blasphemy. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, we'll we'll, we'll we'll okay, we'll disinvite them. Okay, we disinvited them, the LGBTQ community. Hey, they've done great work for our community. We think they should be honored. Okay, we'll reinvite them. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. They were basically in a no-win situation. Exactly. The, the bottom you, line is this. You invite them, you piss off the conservative Christian community. You disinvite them, you piss off the LGBTQ community. So they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. And but they, at the end of the day, they, they made the right choice. And they made the right choice given the night that they were celebrating. And what the so-called conservative Christians have to understand is that this is what the Dodgers decided to do. They have a right to do it. And if you don't want to participate with it, you no, don't God. have to. Again, like have I said, to. you have the your freedom. Friend. Yeah, you have the freedom not to do anything with the Dodgers. Call up your friend. I'm sure Randy might want to go to a game. Who's yeah. Randy? I don't know. But yeah. um, it, 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 Bill, I mean, look, you, I mean, you, you, you nailed it. Like, look, all this is just a bunch of bleak BS. Like, it's it's literally all about nothing. At this point, it's just, I think this whole was just a, I think this whole thing was just a controversy about nothing. Yeah, because it, it's, it, it, it's just for the so-called conservative Christians to come out there and make a name for themselves because, you know, they can Like, listen, if I was more conservative and didn't mm -hmm. like it, I would just... Call up my friend mm -hmm. if he wanted my tickets or and or just put him on StubHub. You don't have to engage with businesses, Bill. Exactly. And like, listen, if I was in Los Angeles, I would totally go. Would you go, Reg? I mean, I like baseball, so I'd go to any game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I, yeah. I couldn't care less about whatever theme night it was. I just want to see baseball. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. But 
But then, you know, again, this was just a big, uh, we know the story was a couple weeks old, but you know what, since it just happened this weekend, we thought we'd give our two cents about it. Um, yeah, it, 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 I know it just happened, right? So it's uh, the, the, the theme night. So Yes, it just happened. And like, listen, again, we're not attacking religious people. We're just attack. We're just criticizing certain people who made a big stink about this. And over nothing. I think, I think it was just unnecessary. And like, listen, I said it again. I'll say it one more time. If you find it offensive, don't go. Uh-huh. And that's anything. If you don't find, if you find something offensive, you don't have to go. Nobody's forcing you to. Like I said, StubHub, TickPick, SeatGeek. They're beautiful things. <laughs> you can just put your tickets on StubHub. The greatest creation on the planet. Yeah, so that's our two cents of that. And um, just one more thing before we go on to basketball, when you bring up the Dodgers. Um, I just found this today, and just a quick thing. The Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros are all in third place in their divisions. Uh, that's a problem. Who do you think has the best chance of making it to the playoffs? Uh, the Yankees. Really? Mm. Well, let me take that back. The Astros, but the Yankees are not far off. So you would say Dodgers are in the cellar? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but um, there's a whole summer left. But they're in dangerous territory right now if they keep falling off. A lot can happen. Yeah, a lot could happen. Uh, just real quick, Sports Setting Network presents the opinions of all team members. These opinions do not reflect the views of those outside the network. We understand that hosts, viewers, and listeners have different opinions and matters of today's world. Disagreements are expected. However, respect is given. We hope that the topics we discuss are taken seriously and expect to open the door for future discussions. And as we move forward with that. Um, we covered ourselves there. <laughs> yeah. The NBA. So, yes. Um, we got a couple big stories. The yes, big one happening <clears throat> on Sunday as the Washington Wizards, you know, the obviously change of management. They have a new general manager in place and they're trying to blow up the team. They have decided a year after they had re-signed Bradley Beal to the massive five-year contract. Um, They have decided to move on from him and they trade him to the Phoenix Suns. And in exchange, the Suns give the Wizards uh, Chris Paul, the future Hall of Famer Chris Paul, and uh, Landry Shamit, who actually isn't a bad player. Um, but of course, you know, Bradley Bill, Landry Salmon, you take Bradley Bill, no doubt about it. Um, so that trade went down. Now there's reports that once the trade gets finalized um, by the league, the league, I think, has still has to approve it. Once that gets approved, that the Wizards are going to try to move on from Chris Paul, whether it's via trade. I know they're talking about a reunion with Chris Paul to the Clippers, or they would buy out his contract and then 
uh, he becomes a free agent, uh, which probably sounds like the better option for Chris Paul. I, I don't think he would want to be traded twice. <laughs> just <laughs> just make a couple of days. But, of course, you know, you never know what could happen in the league. Obviously, if the Wizards get a better offer uh, for Chris Paul, like, I, I don't know how you don't do it. Um, but Chris Paul's kind of stunned about it. He was surprised by the trade. You know, look, he obviously liked his time in Phoenix. He, you know, obviously went to the finals. Mm-hmm. He was a huge, huge part of that team. And even though they lost, he was still still a big part of that team. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, he says that, you know, it was tough to deal with, saying, uh, quote, uh, seriously, it's part of the business. And what you realize is that no one owes you anything, no matter how. You are with them or what you do. You realize that this is a business. No one owes you anything as it should be. Um, And also, I believe um, when talking with the New York Times, I think he started to uh, imply that maybe Isaiah Thomas, the, the, of course, uh, Pistons legend and, uh, absolute disastrous Nick coach, Isaiah Thomas, uh, that he was involved because he's friends with the owner of the Suns. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure, you know, Isaiah has his opinions on certain things. Um, it's a tough one for Chris Paul. He really, I think he truly liked it in Phoenix. And, you know, I'm not saying he wanted to end his career there, but he liked the team that they were building. And, you know, it, it's, it, you know, just, you know, him saying about how it's a business and all that stuff. You got to feel for him a little bit on this day because. Uh, uh, absolutely. You know, you obviously, you know, you on one day you, you think you're going to move forward um, and stuff. And um, no, now, of course, you no, know, the, the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul have been talking about moving on. so. But of course, you know he liked it in Phoenix, so it's tough for him. It's a tough time for him, and um, uh, he obviously uh, uh, deserves a lot of closure and all that stuff. I don't think he's getting a proper closure there. But at the same time, Phoenix gets Bradley Beal, and uh, it's good for Washington because they get picks and you know all that stuff. Uh, but then, of of course. Uh, Starts the tear down and the rebuild. The rebuild is starting in Phoenix, is it Washington? Uh, Washington. The Phoenix, Phoenix, they have KD. <laughs> they have KD. And the they rebuild have- is starting in Washington. Yeah, they they now they have Bradley Beal. Now, does this make them a championship contender? Probably not. Um, they'll be in a hunt, like for sure. Like they'll definitely be a be in part of the conversation. Um, but I mean, I think there are teams out there that are just flat out better than Phoenix. That's just my opinion. Now, the advantage that the Suns have is that they're going to have a full training camp with KD. They'll have a full training camp. Obviously, Booker going to be there too. And then now they have Bradley Beal. So then... Now they have a full training camp with the players that they actually want on that squad. Uh, new coach, so obviously uh, new culture being built there. 
but I don't think it's going to be enough. At least not right now. So right now, Paul's going to Washington. If I got so, yeah, we got to see what happened with that situation. It's an interesting trade deal. What do you think? I mean, it, it's something again. It's something that was kind of expected on Washington's end. Um, and of course, you knew that Phoenix was trying to get rid of Chris Paul as well. Um, yeah, no, that that's that's just the thing. Like this was sort of expected on both sides. I just didn't think that they would actually trade Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. You know, this is kind of a shock. You know, like I, you know, I would think that you know Washington would probably get a bigger return. If I'm being honest with you. But you know, it's not it's not a bad return. They 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 got theirs. They're 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 doing the, what they don't trying to do. They're trying to tear down the team. They're trying to rebuild it. And they're gonna get draft picks and they're going to build through the draft. They're going to have all these young players come up and then they're gonna hopefully become the team that they're destined to be with Bradley Beal. A top contender, you know, always winning, culture building. A lot of that stuff. Yeah, so we so we wish so yeah, so the Washington rebuild begins and how is it gonna affect the next season? Well we don't know yet. I mean for for one thing the wizards are gonna suck again. <laughs> we'll you know, tell you that. I'm in I'm in DC and uh, a lot of Wizards fans are not gonna like it. They are not happy. Well, I mean, they, they they understand that they have to tear down the team, you know, because, look, the, 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 again, this is a new regime coming in here. This is not like, you know, the regime of old. Like, this is a brand new uh, front office coming in in terms of, like, the GM and stuff. So everything that happened in the past will no longer apply. So, you know, just like any other front office, turnaround there's going to make they're going to make changes and that's some of the changes that they have to make is part ways with popular players that you know they all that all fans grew up to love and they you know people love bradley beal now he, he was hurt a lot of the time and very frustrating because he never really not saying he never lived up to potential but he he was always he was hurt and oftentimes he underachieved not all the time there will be times where Bradley Beal was was a stellar player, probably the best player, and probably underappreciated. But, um, but of course, with that said, you know he didn't live up to all the hype. Exactly. <clears throat> so he's going to Phoenix. We wish him the best. Mm-hmm. And Washington begins their rebuild. Mm-hmm. What they're going to do with Chris Paul? We got to wait and see. Yeah, I, I look. I would if there's a team out there that's willing to give draft picks for Chris Paul, that'd be pretty stellar. Or even like a player, a stopgap player that could, you know, again be that culture building, culture changing type player for the squad. Like that'd be huge for Washington. So like it, that wouldn't surprise me either if they tried to go on that route as well. Absolutely. 
So that's where we stand right now. And also some uh, other NBA news today. Uh-huh. Draymond Green is now a free agent. Yeah, so I don't think it affects, but I think he's going to go back to the Warriors, but... It says right here he, he'll decline his $26.7 right. million dollar player option for next season. Right, but all that all he's trying to do is get more money. Because, you know, you got players that get these, like, big-ass max figures, you know, max contracts, and right now, like, you know, for Draymond Green, it's sort of the contract that he was under. It was sort of like a veteran's minimum <laughs> compared to a lot of what these players are making now. So he's trying to make more money. It's a it's a money grab, basically. I think the Warriors will re-sign him. No, no uh big deal there. If he moves on to another team and the other team decides to give him his payday that's gonna be um pretty shocking like i i don't know i'm not um i'll be shocked if the warriors side move on from him like you know i I understand he's not you know of late he hasn't quite you know been that type of player and you know they're the two sides haven't necessarily been on the greatest terms but Draymond Green is a fabric of the Golden State Warriors you don't get rid of him you do not you keep him so do you think if if he doesn't go back to the Warriors where do you see him going I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere other than the Warriors. Like, I don't. So you think he's in Golden State forever? It's Golden State or, or nothing. I think he – I'll be shocked if he goes anywhere else. I really would. And Mike Dunleavy Jr., who was introduced as the new GM, uh, by the way, that was an in-house pick for the Warriors, Mike Dunleavy Jr. So you think he'll um, try to get he's, – he, he He's making it a top priority to bring him back. So whatever it takes, Draymond's going to be a warrior. But again, I think this is just more of a money grab. That's just my opinion. Because you know what they say, money talks. Yeah. Now the Warriors can also, he can also talk to the Warriors about possible signing trade if he decides to go elsewhere so that the Warriors can get their compensation as well. But um, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. So exciting things going on in the NBA offseason. Yeah, they're very exciting things. And then, of course, the NBA draft's coming up. You excited for that, huh? I'm excited. I'm excited. Wimpayama is in the U.S. And the San Antonio Spurs are waiting to hug his ass. For the number one pick. Ooh, oh my god. Guy from Japan, right? Wimbayama, I think he's uh you think he's French. Oh French. Thank God for that. Um <laughs> sorry. Um it's okay. Um, yeah, so the draft that starts Thursday night, right? Yes. It's exciting times in the NBA, even though the season's over, huh? 
Yeah, now, of course, the New York Knickerbockers have no draft picks, so that's not going to be happy for us Knicks fans, but that's okay. It is what it is, um, and, you know, we look forward to it. Uh, one through ten, Spurs, Hornets, Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, Magic, Pacers, Wizards, Jazz, Mavericks, of course, had the Mavericks fell to 11 or lower, the Knicks would have had that top 10 pick. Ah, damn it. <laughs> so as a Knicks fan, this is ah, Damn it. <laughs> this is very frustrating. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, Wemby is in the U.S. and ready to go. I Let's can't wait. It. This guy, this guy apparently is supposed to be the, the real deal. It's pretty, he, he's a big deal. Like, this guy is a flashy player based on what I saw. Flashy player, can move the ball very well, obviously good shooter. So very, very exciting. And he's tall. So, you know, that's, that's another big thing. He's a pretty tall guy. So um, I can't wait to watch that happen. Gonna be blast. So yeah, the NBA draft this mm. Thursday night. Yep. Um, and you, you can watch it pretty much anywhere. <laughs> you think people watch more the NBA draft or the NFL draft? I think NFL draft. I think so too. Um, NBA draft, not not, not, not that it doesn't get enough, but it gets plenty of buzz. Like it does, but the NFL draft. That's like the real draft where people are like really, really into it. Who's going where? Exactly. And, you know, college football is more popular than co- – not say, I can't say that. That's not true. College no, basketball is very popular. But college football – but college football, like you get to really know a lot of these big-time players. So, yeah. Exactly. That, that's where I stand with that. So, I guess that's pretty much it, don't you think? Yeah, another top half of the inning. In the books. In the books. Seventh inning stretch time, Bill. Dun, 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 take me out to the ball game. Uh, Stand up uh, and stretch, folks. It's the seventh inning stretch. That's a batter up theme song, by the way. Yeah. Well, it's in the public domain, so we yeah, have issues. I, I, well, well, that specific song is in the public domain. I think Take Me Out to the Ball Game is not in the public domain. Like the, the recent versions, like the ones that play in the seventh inning stretch at baseball games. Ah. But the version that we play on Batter Up is very safe to use. And because you want to know something um. Because uh, I think you played that when we were in um college in one show, the KCK was baseball man. Like I, I'm like, wait, what is this? Oh, sorry, this is the whole song. I'm like, this is the whole song. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, just uh, see, I learned from you. Yeah, just a just a girl that was uh crazy about baseball, right? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> going on a date with a guy. No, just take me out to the ball game, bro. <laughs> so yeah, that is our show. Um, bottom half of the inning coming in end of the week. And 
even though a lot of news, I feel like today's show was kind of quiet. A little quiet. A little, uh, obviously, it's a tough time if you're not a golf fan. Like we're not golf fans. Like we don't we don't care about U.S. Open. I'm I'm sure the U.S. Open was great in prime time and stuff. Um, but you know, it's a tough time for me and Bill. You know, we're we're the only huge. I can't say that. Patchy's a big baseball fan. Um, Patchy's a big baseball fan. My kids too, kind of. Patchy's a huge baseball fan too. But for us, you know, like you know, this is the only sport that we got. So then it's like, you know, any any type of news that comes from basketball, from hockey, we'll cover it because other than that, it's pretty lonely. I feel like we're in sort of that lull right now, you know, that lull with you know NBA Finals ended last week, the Stanley Cup Finals ended last week. Yeah, we're now in that for the next three months, just going to be baseball. But then, you know, like July, August, that's when we get NFL training camp. Yeah, it's, it's a tough time for us. And before you know it, football. Can't believe that's not too, that's like not too far away. And uh, by the way, the uh, for those of you that have been following, the New York Jets took a, uh, took off the, uh, the uh, mandatory camps this past week so that they can uh, rest easy for the Hall of Fame game. That's right. The Jets are doing the Hall of Fame game. So uh, that's another, that's another weird thing. Like, you know, the Jets are going to have a preseason game for everybody else does like uh, never, never seen that before. Feel special. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, yeah, I don't want to think about mandatory training camp right now because it constantly reminds me that nothing is getting done with Saquon Barkley. They'll get done. Either and Saquon leaves or Saquon stays. I think Saquon will stay. Who's going to give him the money? Who's going to give him the money? He'll sign. Um, he'll sign the tag. He'll stay for a year. You get pissed off and then do well and then leave. Or John Mara and Jane <laughs> can just swallow their pride and say, "Okay, Saquon, what do you want?" They're not going to do that though. They did. They they did that with the wrong guy. You know what? I'm going to say this, and I don't want to get too much into this, but I think maybe they should have tagged Daniel Jones and paid Saquon. Yeah, everyone and their mom would have done that. I and I listen. I know because my dad and I said, "Well, you need a quarterback. That's your first priority." Be like, no, I would say, "Okay, Saquon, here you go." Mm-hmm. Dan, Danny Dimes, you're tagged for a year. And believe me, Daniel Jones would have taken the franchise tag. I think he would have taken the franchise tag. He would have absolutely taken the franchise tag. So I think this was just poor negotiation on the part of John Mara. Mm-hmm. And. And look, let's be real. If you didn't, and not saying that they didn't want Saquon because they did, they chose him for the second overall pick in that draft. But if you knew that you weren't going to, you know, eventually resign this guy to a longer term deal to make sure he's a lifelong giant, then maybe you shouldn't have drafted him. I agree. You should have, like I said, tag, tag Daniel Jones, pay Saquon. That's yeah. what you should have done, John Mara. Uh, same. But yeah, if I don't want to get into this whole thing, well, it's getting late, and I'm gonna get 
my blood pressure is going to shoot up. <laughs> well, to calm Bill down, we'll end the show there. Um, uh, make sure you get some rest, Bill, because the Yankees are going to give us some uh, heartaches <laughs> in the next week. Oh, I cannot wait for Bombers banter for that. Can you? Yeah. We'll let you folks know when that is released. We may do it this week. We may do it next week. I may. We got to say, everything's up in the air. Yeah. And uh, until then, you know, you can keep guessing as to what we're going to be talking about because uh, your guess is as good as mine. We can be talking about the Yankees having a good week all of a sudden. We could be uh, like, hey, you know what? Is wonderful? Yeah, I know. I know. God, I hate this. Uh, I hate this team. Um, thank you for joining us. Top of the seventh. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, no drinking and driving. And it, once again, happy Father's Day. They obviously passed, but happy Father's Day. And um, remember, if there's a male figure in your life, that has had an impact on your life. Celebrate him. Absolutely. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.